God is a source of all blessings. Hallelujah. And God is our ultimate father. And God, a father gives birth to children. Hallelujah. And the way children understand and relate to parents is very important for their progress in life. And so I want to teach you on the four types of children or the four types of sons. And I believe that every parent here can bear me out that when you have children, you see that almost every child is different. Is that right? We look into families. And I want to teach you how to become a, a, a favorite child of God. Hallelujah. Because you see, the favorite child always has certain kinds of special blessings. Eh? The child that is close to the mother and helps the mother to pound for food and things, when, they, they, when everybody is getting one piece of meat, the, the favorite child or the child that the father likes, they have put three pieces under the fufu. Yes. Yeah. They have put it over there. Yeah. I had an auntie who liked me so much. And when they give everything, you tell me, you say that, I've hidden, I've hidden this thing for this thing here is there for you. So the, the other children don't know that. So I have been given something extra on the side. May you be given something extra. Amen. Amen. Now, so we have natures, different natures. So we say natures. Now for the sake of gender, you know, ease of gender expression, I use sons. Some say sons. So, so I'm talking about four types of children or four types of sons. So when you hear me say sons, it still represents the ladies as well. Amen? The nature of a son or a child is revealed by his response to his father. Eh? The nature of a child is revealed by his response to his father. You know, some children, when they call, when they call, mm, some children, too, they take their time to come. Is that not it? And there are also some children that when they are called, they run quickly to come. Hallelujah. There are some children when they are giving work in the morning to do, they will not do it till they see that their mother is coming before they go and do the work uh-huh, and give all kinds of excuses. Okay, so the response is very important. Amen? Like I said, there are four types of children or sons. We have what we call the prodigal sons. What we say the prodigal son? You know, for the sake of you know, Bible, this is what I'm making son. Then number two, we've got the elder son. Jifa, you're not writing anything. I have done research. I'm teaching you, and you are looking at my face. Look at your Cho. Number one, prodigal son. Number two, the elder son. Number three, the beloved son. And number four, the stubborn and rebellious son. So there are four types of children. They're all in the Bible. The, the prodigal son. Someone say the prodigal son. Number two, the elder son. Number three, the beloved son. And number four, the stubborn and rebellious son. So let's look at number one, the characteristics of a prodigal son. You see, you can use this for your quiet time. You can teach your, your business. You know, because if you're an owner of a company, the people there are your sons and daughters. Is that right? Yeah. In your home, you, can, you teach them. You teach your children. You teach people around you. Okay. Now, in Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 24... We see the story of the prodigal son. That the Bible says a certain man had two sons. Eh? Let's continue. And uh, the Bible says the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. 
and he divided unto them his living. He divided unto them what? His living. The next verse. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. <laughs> Prodigal son, they gathered things for themselves. Took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Amen? So, what are the characteristics of the prodigal son? Number one, he goes away from his father and his father's house. Prodigal sons leave their father and their father's house. May you not be a prodigal son. They go away from his father. And Number two, prodigal son wants to be as far away from his home as possible. Far away from home as possible. Number three, a prodigal son wastes his life's opportunities. He had opportunities in his father's house, but he left and he went and wasted his life's opportunities that he had. Number four, a prodigal son recognizes his mistakes in the midst of his life and returns to his father. So number three, he wastes his life's opportunities. He went and used what? Riotous living. Is that not it? He went partying. He has slave queens who are slaying him. Yeah, all kinds of slave queens. Fair one, dark ones, pleasantly plump, slim one, all kinds of things. He was just there, enjoy. The guy will be there in the midst of four girls. Those who are working on his head, those who are working on his back, those who are working. Hey! They get riotous living. Yeah, yeah. He gathered. He gathered all together what he had, took his journey to a far country, and wasted his substance. He wasted his substance. So you see, prodigal sons, their giftings and the callings and the grace of God on their lives, which they are supposed to express in the house of God, they go and waste it. Number four, he, he, re, he recognizes his mistakes in the midst of his life and returns to his father. When you read the scriptures, further, you'll find out that Bible says that Later, when he, he came to himself, amen. He came to himself. So he said, He came to himself. Ah, he said, Charlie, there, even the high servants of my father's house, they have enough bread to eat and, and spare. And I perish here with hunger. At least he was a wise child. So he said, I will go back to my father's house. Hallelujah. I'll rise and go back. Listen to me. You see, in your relationship with your father, Eh? Any kind of father. When you have moved away and you have realized that Charlie, I made a mistake, don't let pride let you stay where you are. Eh? It is only sons of Belial eh? who cannot be talked to, who cannot change their mind, who, who will not change their ways. Are you getting me? Nabal, later I'm going to teach you about Nabal. Nabal was called by his own wife as a son of Belial. Billion. Billion means that you can't talk to them. You can't change their mind. No matter any, any talking that you explain things to them, you do whatever and go. It's like the way I think is the way I think. And maybe you are wrong. Are you getting me? And sometimes you realize that, Charlie, I am mistaken. But pride will not tell you, allow you to go back and say, look, my father, I made a mistake. My mother, I made a mistake. But prodigal sons, I'm talking about that. A prodigal son, when he realizes that he's made, a, he's made a mistake, he goes back. I hope you are getting me. So become, oh, I said, I hope you are getting me. Yes. Hey, I'm talking to. 
We all did the fasting. And me, I'm having extra time talking. And you think the talking is easy? If you don't say amen, no, I will, I will give you the microphone. You continue. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope you are learning something. Yes. You see, if you are a wife and you make a mistake, say, honey, I made a mistake. Go back. Please forgive me. If you're a child, forgive me. If you're a husband, forgive me. You have to learn how to say, I'm sorry. You have to learn also how to retrace your steps to where you belong. Amen? Retrace your steps. Retrace your You have to learn how to retrace your steps. Don't bang doors. Anytime you are going anywhere, you even have any argument, whatever, don't bang doors. One day, somebody was talking to his pastor. And he started talking anyhow. And then the man said to him, today will be the last time he, he today will be the last time he, if I, he banged the phone on the, uh, on the, on the pastor. He, then the pastor sent the message later. I said that today will be the last time you ever have the opportunity to bang the phone on me. Today will be the last time. Mysteriously, the guy fell sick. When he went to the hospital, he never came back home. Don't bang doors. The door you bang, one day you may need to go through it again. Can I have an amen? amen. You may need a recommendation. Somebody has said, oh, this person mentioned we hear this person. Who is he? There are people I have recommended that they didn't know. I said there are people I have recommended. Yes. I recommend for many, I recommend for this, I recommend for that. I don't want to be for, for security reasons. I will mention. Hallelujah. So don't bang doors. Even when you're unhappy with somebody, learn to be catchers and eh? season your speech with salt. Don't let your anger let you talk anyhow to your father or to your mother. Amen? Amen. It shall be used in a prosecutorial way against you. You shall be prosecuted by that. Yeah, heaven will prosecute you. When you speak, in a, in, in a wrong way. I hope you are getting me. Yeah. A prodigal son recognizes his, mate, his mistakes in the midst of his life and returns to his father. You must learn how to return. That's what I say. Return. Yes. Return. It's very important. It is only the wise person. You see, a tall person knows how to bend. Have you realized that most of the time the tall people even try to go this way? Because when a tall person gets the doorway and he doesn't bend his head, he will break his neck. Number five, a prodigal son suffers the loss of many things because of his foolishness and his rebellious ways. He lost, he lost many things. Someone say he lost many things. Okay, now number two. Let's look at the elder son. Today we are just only doing the characteristics of the four. So now you know about the prodigal son. Now let's look at the elder son. So in the Bible there's an elder son. Someone say elder son. Luke chapter 15, 25 to 32. Quickly write that. We may not read everything. Luke chapter 15, 25 to 32. Now his elder son was in the field. That means that the elder son of this man, who the, was a, you know, a brother to the prodigal son, he was in the field. As he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and said, Charlie, what is the meaning of this? Usually the house is quiet. Today, why all the kung fu dancing? Then he said, your brother is come. And your father has killed the fatted calf. 
because he has received him safe and sound. And the guy was angry and would not go in. Therefore, came his father out and entreated him. His father came and said, Charlie, don't come. And he said to the father, Lo, all these years that I serve you, have neither transgressed at any time your commandment. Have you seen it? It means that elder sons would obey their fathers all the years, all through the time. And yet, you never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. You never give, you didn't give me anything. But as soon as this thy son was come, hey, who has devoured thy living with halots? <laughs> hey, thou has killed for him the fatted calf. And he said, so the guy was right to be angry. Charlie, the guy took the things in the house. He is going to chop. Then he has come again. What are you coming to? And then when he came to, you are throwing party. So the natural man, the natural man will have a certain kind of feeling. Wouldn't you have that feeling? Yeah, you may have that feeling. So look at that wasteful guy. You come, he's come to, he has to, come to take his own. He's come to finish this one too. Then his father said to him, Son, you are forever with me. And all that I have is thine. So the, what belongs to the father belongs to the elder son. Yeah. It's good to be around. Amen. Amen. Not to go anywhere. Be, be an elder son. Then he said, it was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Eh? The fact that, you see, fathers say, they have a certain kind of feeling. When everybody is throwing away their children, no father throws away his children. Any time, listen, any time you think there's a problem between you and your father, it is your problem. It is you. It's not the father. Listen, mark it. Anytime you say, hmm, my father is this, it is you. You are the problem. It's not your father. It is, see, when it comes to father and children, it is your attitude. No matter what, if you call your father a drunkard, it's your attitude. The way you relate to your father. Why am I saying this? Because you see, when Noah got drunk, is that right? Yeah, Noah was drunk. But the attitude of the children were different. Ham was the one who was criticizing. But he had forgotten about the fact that if, number one, his father has not spilled his sperm to the mother, he wouldn't have even been born in the first place. So he coming into life as Ham was because the father had to release something. That he is he's a result of his father's release. It is his father that caused him to come into being. So you see, a father is the one who causes you. So whoever causes you to come into being, like in the church, your father has caused you to come into being. You have made you this, you have made you that, have preached to you, you, are, you, are, you, are, you have come into being. Somebody bless your marriage, this, this, you have come into being. You cannot fight the person. Are you understanding me? If you fight the person, it means you are destroying your own life. I, I understand what I'm teaching. Yeah. You see, no matter. The, the guy said, Dantolo. Peche. You have called your father Peche. Dantolo. Obrufo. You are laughing at the man. Your attitude is wrong. And they are also forgotten about the fact that when God was destroying all the people, 
If it wasn't for Noah, Bible says his father found grace before the sight of God. It was grace that his father found. And the grace covered the children. Yeah. It's a grace. So children can easily overlook what they have been given and has been done for them. And that if it wasn't for their fathers, they would have died. Sometimes as we're young, you get measles, you get something, and your father will go and sell his whatever, take you to hospital. You think he doesn't also like good life and all the sacrifices. And if you don't know, it has even been found out uh, naturally. Even when a, a father is around, eh, he, the ch- a children receive a certain protection. When a father is not around, sometimes you see the children falling sick, all kinds of things happen to them. It's true. The presence of a father, a presence of a father in the house. You see, sometimes, even when there's a man in the house and the man travels or so it's not around, you see that there's a, the house has become, the man in the house, because God's spirit, you see, God has put his spirit in the man. God has put his spirit in the father. God has put his spirit in the father. I'm teaching about fathers. Today I was talking to somebody. Some elderly man, he came and he told me something. He said, he's realized, I'll share some things with him. He's a big man. And he came and said that things have been teaching and group. He said, what you're saying is very true. He said, he's realized that among his father's children, those who honor their father, they are the ones doing well. But those who didn't honor their father and criticize their father and said things about their father and what they say, they are, they are put to every day, do all kinds of hard work they are not doing. They are not getting anywhere. This man has built his house nicely. He has a nice family. His children has come out of school. I mean, he said, you can see that there is a certain hand. And he came from a certain village. He told me himself. He came from a certain village to a crowd, hustling, hustling, hustling. But because of the fact that the Bible says that honor your father and mother, that it may be well with you. And that your days will be long. He didn't say honor your good fathers and mothers. Or honor your fathers that you agree with. Amen. Amen. You see, the passion with which I teach this, I know what it is. Maybe one day, as the Holy Spirit gives me the opportunity, I'll share some things about my own life to tell you why I am teaching you what I'm teaching you so that destruction will not come to your life. Yes. Yes. You must be thankful to God that you have a, a prophet of God who is, has been teaching you this thing, and I have testimonies in this house concerning many people say that as we start as these things and we practice it. We didn't play table tennis with this. Pastor, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know my father. You don't know what, how the family didn't take care of me. Even if your father didn't take care of you, your father even died, listen to me. And your father is not around. You are, when you are going to marry, don't exclude them. Don't drive them away. You came from there. Your mother will say, your father's people didn't care. You died. Your father died. He didn't mind you. He didn't die. Meanwhile, you have, some of your father's people are there. Don't tell me they are very controversial. I know, I know what you'll be saying. I know, I know what you'll be saying. But I want you to follow the word of the Lord. I know what you think. One day somebody was going to marry. And he decided not to call his father. I said, what do you mean? 
Your father that gave you, your structure that you are standing here. Do you know what has made you who you are? Your handsomeness that somebody is coming to marry you. He said, oh, when I'm going to marry, I have to buy cloth. I have to buy God. I said, look at you. Foolish thinking. What is buying cloth for your father? What is buying cloth? And when your father dies and they, they call you that one, you go and buy coffin. You can buy coffin, but you can't buy cloth. You can buy suit, but you can't buy... You see, people don't understand some things. I say, you don't understand some things. Do the right thing. And after doing the right thing, so I, I, I told myself, invite your father. I want to see your father at the wedding. I don't want fathers to be mistreated. Say, invite your father. I want to see your father. Then he came, the father, he said, hey, thank you. My father was very happy. After that, he started having children with ease. God started opening doors for him. Hallelujah. Amen. Characteristics of the elder son. Number one, he stays at home with the father. Number two, that means that he's close to the father. Tell someone, be close to your father. Yeah, it's very important. Number two, he never commits any major sins. He never commits major sins. You may do something wrong, but don't, don't be there to commit a major sin. And never do anything that when they mention your name, there will be pain in the heart of your father against you or your mother against you. Amen? Amen? Number three. An elder son never strays off the straight and narrow path set for him by his parents. He doesn't move away from the straight and narrow path set for him by his parents. That means that when they tell you to do this or that, you don't go away from it. You don't be, so me, I won't follow. I won't follow. No, no, no. You don't do it. Are, are you following the points? Yeah. Number one, he stays at home with the father. Number two, he never commits any major sins. Number three, he never strays off the straight and narrow path set for him by his parents. Number four, an elder son does not live a life of pleasure and waste. He doesn't. He's not wasteful, not riotous. But there's a problem with the elder son. Number five. An elder son can develop a self-righteous and judgmental attitude towards people who stray away. Why? Since he has never committed any of the sins himself, he simply cannot understand why people should indulge in such foolishness. He may be right in a way, but it's a problem. So if you're a prodigal son, you have to pray that your father will be alive when you are returning home. Yeah, yeah. Your, your children said, no, "Your dad said, no, no space for you here." You, you finish what they say. You see, you see. That's why a father is there as a blessing for acceptance. The father, I, I said acceptance, because the father was there when he saw his son far, far off. He was there with his arms open to go and receive him. So that usually the elder sons. They can be a bit judgmental. They can be angry. And so that they can be angry because they can, they can see the way of foolishness. How your foolishness brought problems to the house. Are you getting me? So when you come to, you have to humble yourself. Usually when the, you see, when the prodigal sons come home, they'll say, hey, when we came, they didn't laugh with me. Why should you expect to do that? Because when you are going, one crap. Eh? 
you just went away. Even when they were talking to you, you brushed them off. You say, you don't know how daddy is like, eh? You don't know how a father is a bad father. You don't know how you're using the money for girlfriends. You don't know whether, me, my little whatever, I am going to challenge shimmy, my Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Oh, fun, eh? Shimmy. Yeah, it's a song. Then you are just gone. Yeah. <laughs> Am I teaching something here? Yeah. Hallelujah. Are we being blessed? So, so when you come as a prodigal son, eh, come back with humility. Don't, don't come back expecting that you'll be accepted at that same design. But depending on your attitude, you eventually be reintegrated. Are you getting me? Oh yeah, because your living hurts. Yeah, when you are living, it hurts us. It confuses us. But the elder sons also, when you see them, prodigal sons come. Just be happy that at least they are still part of your blood. So say hello, you are welcome. Amen. Amen. So when you see your father accept them, accept them. Yeah. Yeah. You don't throw your whatever. Yeah. Me, me, look. And I keep telling you that there's nobody in this church who, who left the church that I didn't make an effort to reach out to the person. But they, they probably saw the effort. That's what the other told you. Recently, I called somebody. I checked the phone. On the third, I called the person three times, on the fifth, seven times. The call went through, but they never responded. There are other people. Call. They don't don't mind. You send message, but they'll tell people that, oh, the man, he has called me, but I didn't mind him. Yeah, he said, yeah, he's called me. He said, he called me. Oshegbe. Oshegbe. That means you are not afraid. Outright and total disrespect and disregard. Listen, even, even at your workplace, you should never do that to your boss when you are moving on. Never. Any human being. Look, even when they call you, even if the person is your colleague or junior, you never know why the person has called you or sent a message. Amen? Yeah. You never know. You will never know. Maybe God wants you to say something, one thing to the person, to save the person. The person is going to hell, the person is getting excited. He has called you. Number three, characteristics of the beloved son. May you become a beloved son. And that is found in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17. This church, if you are here, we will let you learn Bible. Read it with me. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. And, but John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou unto me. Uh-huh. And Jesus answered, said to him, Suffer it to be so, for thus to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Verse. When Jesus... And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight way out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open unto him. He saw the Spirit of God descending upon him like a dove and lighting upon him. And verse 17, and a voice came from where? 
heaven saying, this is what? My beloved son, in whom I am well, what? Please. Hallelujah. Mm. So you have seen this is my beloved son there. Okay. Now, when you read Matthew chapter 17, verse 1 to 5, also, on the transfiguration, you are going to see, look at the verse 7, because of time. Verse 7, because of time. 1 to, one to 5, but the verse 5, sorry, verse 5. Verse 5, sorry. Verse 5, because of time. While he yet speak, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Amen? So on two occasions, we can see who? Beloved son. Beloved son, regarding who? Jesus. The first one was the beginning of his ministry. The last one was at the end of his ministry, at the transfiguration. When Peter and Co. said, let us build three tents. One for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for Jesus Christ. Is that right? Uh Uh-huh. And whilst he was speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice out of the cloud said, this is my beloved son. So on two occasions, Heavenly Father, listen, the Father called him. The Father called Jesus as what? The beloved son. May you be called a beloved son. A beloved child. I tell you, it's, it's wonderful to be beloved. Hallelujah. Yeah. Last week, I went to a spiritual father. After the meeting, he called me, knelt down, and he prayed over me. Hey, prayed and imparted things. It's such a nice feeling. The hug alone, the happiness. And yesterday, I went again. Hey, and they said, I said, Martin was so happy. He, he, he hugged and squeezed me like child. Hey, he was happy, and I knelt down, and he. Now poured oil and the mantle he used for the service, he put it on my head and put anointing oil and hey, sure. A father must, a son must be near his father. Are you are you getting me? Near the nearness, so the nearness. <laughs> I could even just send out. I sent a test. Uh, I sent a, a, maybe a telephone, whatever. That time you have to get close. You have to what? Get close. And as you get close, a certain impartation will be released into your life. Yeah. I'm telling you. Some of you are in the church, but you are not close. It's true. You are not close. You're, either your heart is not close, and your body is not close. Or your body may be closed, but your heart is far away. Yeah. Because I don't see how, right now, if we are there and this brother is, as he's sitting down, he's surrounded with $5, and he said, everybody that comes around him, $5,000, $5,000, Would everybody surround him? Wouldn't you run to him? But the blessing of the Lord that you receive from a man of God is more than the $5,000. Yeah. But we don't know. We can you see, the Bible says in Malachi, this is chapter 4, that the heart of the children must be directed to the fathers and the heart of the father to the children, lest there be what? A curse. So when the child is there, whose heart is not for a father? When your heart, you see, when your, your heart is supposed to be, you know, towards a father, and then you turn, you turn, this is a father, is that right? This is a father. 
Now, it must be heart to heart. Is that right? Now, when you turn your back to him, it means you are moving away from him. You don't get the blessing. Your heart must be directed towards a father. That is when you receive the father's blessing. It's there. Put the Malachi chapter 4. I think, the, is that the last but two words? And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to their children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with what? A curse. So any time that your heart is not for your father, you're under a curse. A father is there as an embodiment of blessing. So if this is a father, and then I have turned, I have turned my back onto him, it means that I have turned away from blessing. Are you understanding me? They're turning away from a father. Mr. Gamla. Have I pronounced your name right? Or Agamlo? It's Agamlo. For, forgive me. Mr. Agamlo. They're turning away from a father means you have turned away from blessing. Because the father is a department. Your father that you have turned away from is a, is a department from God the father. Who is the source of all blessing? So you have turned away from blessing. Let's quickly look at the characteristics of the beloved son. Number one, a beloved someone, uh, son is someone who submits to authority. He submits to authority. You know, Jesus was called a beloved son at the very beginning of his ministry. When he, he accepted the humble conditions of his call to leave heaven, telling, Oh God, oh, come and put on a human form for us to eat the kind of food we are eating. Slap, people will slap him, people will insult him, people will spit on him. It was obedience. Number two, a beloved son is a humble son. Jesus, beloved son. Why? Because he bowed down before John the Baptist, even though he was the son of God. He accepted John the Baptist. You see, when he came, he didn't say, Charlie, you John. Where are you for come? Before Abraham was, I was. Not be me create the world. You could no fool cry. Sure. Where were you? When were you born? When I was creating. When I was creating the moon and the stars, the Orion and all those kind of things. Eh? We decided in heaven for you to be a prophet to precede me, and then you are coming and you are you are being you are being and doing my friend, shut up. And then at the baptismal pool, would have said, You sit down, let me show you how we do real baptism. I will show you how to do baptism. I will show you. I will show you. I came from there. Did me my baptism when I when I lift my hand like that, some things are gonna happen. Yeah. But Jesus accepted the status quo, accepted the order of the day that John the Baptist was God's prophet of the day, so he accepted him as his pastor. The guy who was eating locusts, the guy whose dressing didn't look nice. You see, if some of us saw John the Baptist today, you say, ah, now that's off with What kind of uh, uh, pastor is this? Who has put on some cloth B and whatever he said? We, we, we want to eat some nice beef and then some fish. He said he's eating locusts, locusts and honey. What a wild pastor! What a wild pastor! But the Bible says that among those all born by women, eh, he was the greatest. Wow, greatest! Hallelujah! Are we learning something? 
Amen. So, a beloved son, number one, we say, he submits to who? Authority. Yeah. Don't have exchanges with your father. Learn to authority. He says it. That's it. Accept it. If you are wrong, he says, if they say you are wrong, he says, I'm wrong. If they say you are correct, I'm correct. If they say kneel down, kneel down. If they say jump, jump. Is that right? Submission. Because the guy had not, you see, the guy had not done anything yet. He was being called the beloved son. It means that he had a heart of what? Obedience. And Bible said to obey is better than what? Sacrifice. And that was what made Saul to lose his throne. When he started reasoning. When it comes to God, you don't reason. You follow him. Are you understanding me? I said, when it comes to God, you do not reason. One day we're going to have a fast. Then when we said we're going to have the fast, one girl said she they have her deep freezer is full of food. She fasted some time ago, now it's food. No. There's a time that when they call for solemn assembly, all of us, you see, like us, what we are doing now, there are many of the church members, they are not fasting. And they won't even come for the prayer. But they'll go for prophetic meetings somewhere. But no matter any prophecy that is spoken over your life, without prayer, there will not be materialization of it. Because it is prayer that bears the thing. Even God himself, Jesus himself, when he came, he prayed. Mark 135, a great while before day, he will get up and pray. Without prayer, you will be weak in the spirit. Without prayer, you will be bred for the devil. Without prayer, you will be a very, very, very flourishing carnal person. Your carnality is because of the fact that you do not connect yourself to the things of God. Can I have an amen? Number two, he's a humble son. A beloved son is what? He's a humble son. Number three, a beloved son is someone who is obedient to all instructions. So we say, obedient to all instructions. A beloved son will obey an instruction whether it makes sense or not. Whether it makes sense or not. You see, years ago, my pastor told me, we're going to have a third first day meeting. I had been working the whole day and still he sent a message and said that, make sure that canopies are erected. Don't think. I said, don't think. Do it. Don't think. Can you imagine I send you a message like that? You will spread it around and say, look at what, look at the message that he has sent to me. That I mean, I'm a mad person. I shouldn't think. You, you show it to your wife. You show it to your friends. I shouldn't think. Mommy even didn't say, no, 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 no. He said, do it, don't think. So I decided not to think, but to do. Yes, instruction. You see, when you work under somebody, eh, you must, you must sometimes be like a fool. Yes. And trust in the wisdom of the person. That is one of the key things about working under somebody. Trust in the wisdom of the person, especially if the person is a spiritual person. Trust in the wisdom of the person. Trust in the wisdom of the person. Even if you work at your various workplace and your boss gives you a certain instruction, go by whatever. If you think that what your boss is saying, he doesn't make whatever, make a notation. That your boss said this, 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 that. So you are following whatever. But make sure that you go by it. There's somebody you must satisfy. It is not you. It is the person who gave you the instruction. Yeah, beloved son. And my pastor, when I did that, you know what? Me, I didn't know. I just obeyed him. From morning, I was working. Doing what I, And then after that, he sent a message. Lead a prayer. 
31st. Leave the prayer. Then added praise and worship. Yes. It's as if there's a, it's a punishment. And there were no other people. The, the other pastors, there's a pastor in charge of ushers. He didn't tell him. There's other associate pastors. He didn't tell them. There's a, a chief usher. He didn't tell him. I'm the one who instructed. See to it that canopies are erected. So how to be there? It was one instruction how to give. When you are giving, you are asked to do something, be there to supervise. Don't make yourself a big man. Don't make yourself a big man. Oh, daddy said we should do this. Chief usher, go and see to it. You must be there. Because you are accountable to the voice that told you. Yes. Yes. So I was there. I was there. And I did it. So I led the prayer. I made sure canopies had been erected. I led them. And that time, my, my father-in-law had come to the country that I needed to spend some time, you know, the family, whatever, and all those things. But I had to be there because that is my primary call. I did it. Then when the man was coming, I, so I led the prayer and I led the praise and worship. Powerfully. And when he came, then he came and just, when as he got into the service and he was ministering, he took his boo-boo and in partition, he threw it on me. Prayed and threw it on me. Then he said, after, I said, it is yours. Then he said, when he was coming, something told him to go back home and fill his pocket with money. He filled his pocket with money. And so when he, he pulled the money out like that, I said, God wants you to have this. this. Yeah. And shortly after, he had gotten a new car. And he said, come and take the car. Car keys, new car. You see, obedience is very important. You see, but what he said, it didn't make sense. How are we going to have the meeting 31st evening? Like I said, 31st, come and erect canopy here. I'm sure you said, is a man thinking, right? Maybe he was asleep and then as in, in the midst of his sleep, he typed something to me. Yeah. That so a beloved son will obey an instruction whether it makes sense or not. A beloved son will obey an instruction whether it is easy or difficult. Jesus was not just obe obedient to nice and easy instructions. You know that. Yeah. He was obedient at every level. Someone say every level. Yeah. And beloved sons are obedient at all the different levels of obedience. There are different levels of obedience. And you must qualify every level. Amen. Yeah. Each level of obedience leads to a different kind of blessing. Write it. Each level of obedience leads to a different kind of blessing. Each level of obedience. Some of the level of obedience is just at the ankle level. Another is knee level. Another is waist level. Another is chest level. So the levels of obedience are higher. Jesus obeyed his father in coming to the earth to live amongst men and showing us God's love. Hallelujah. And ultimately he went to the cross. And that's why he was known as what? So at the beginning, the believers, beloved son, hallelujah. The fourth one is the rebellious one. We are going to finish right now. Rebellious or the stubborn son. Ezekiel 2.8, New American Standard Bible. Then Deuteronomy 21, 18-21. Deuteronomy 21, 18-21. Ezekiel 2.8. Amen. Are you learning something? Yeah. 
I'm giving you this. This thing you derive prayer point from it. Say, help me, Lord, to be an obedient son. Amen. Deuteronomy, Ezekiel 2.8. But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat that I give thee. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy. If a man, let's read it together. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother and that, uh, can you see it or you can't see it? If you can't see it, just make it big so that they can read the scripture. Then after that you can show. Amen. Uh, I want them to see the scripture. It's important. Let's read the one too. If a man have a stubborn and rebellious son which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastened him, will not hearken unto them. That means that when they have corrected him. Uh-huh. New King James. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out unto the elders of his city and unto the gate of his place. <laughs> and they shall say unto the elders of his city, This our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. <laughs> 21. And all the men of his city what, shall stone him with stones that he die so that thou put evil away from among you and all Israel shall hear and fear. Have you seen how serious it is? So it means that to be stubborn and rebellious amounts to being killed. Maybe you can do a new living translation or another version for us. Did you understand what I, I said? Did you read the scripture? Did I, did I just say something by myself? Yes. Let's read it. One, two. Suppose a man has a stubborn and rebellious son. Who will not obey his father or mother? Have you seen importance obeying? Even though they discipline him. That's right. In such a case, the father and mother must take the son to the elders as the whole court at the town gate. The parents must say to the elders, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious and refuses to obey. He's a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of his town must stone him to death. In this way, you will purge this evil from among you. And all Israel will hear about it and be afraid. Which means that stubbornness and rebellion should not be tolerated. It should not be encouraged. You see, and the Bible says, a little leaven leavens the whole lamb. When you tolerate it, other children will pick it up. Other people will pick it up. And it is not safe for you to be rebellious. And when the Bible talks about, see, when they say that you are a rebellious child or a stubborn child, it's like being saying that you, 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 are, you are an evil child. Evil. You are an evil child. Yeah. You are full of witchcrafts. You are full of whatever. To, to be said. So when we say stubborn, somebody is stubborn. Yeah? You are stubborn. You are rebellious. It means you are unbending. We cannot advise you. 
You cannot be. And it's a very dangerous thing that if a child who cannot be advised, that's why he said that you must kill him. You must kill him. So anytime that you are rebellious to your father, eh, it's like in the start, you are killed. Are you following me? Yeah. It's a very dangerous thing. Eh? And that is the reason why most people don't do well in life. Yeah. To fight fathers. To fight fathers. To fight fathers. <laughs> don't do it. Amen. Yeah, characteristics. So what are the characteristics? Stubborn and rebellious sons are resistant to instructions. They are resistant to instructions. You know? Sometimes there are certain diseases. When you give, you know, you, you can take a certain drug at a point in time, the condition, they become resistant to the condition. Is that not it? Yeah, it doesn't work. Eh? Okay, it doesn't work. Resistant to instruction. So there are people who are what? Resistant to instruction. It means that the instruction doesn't work on them. It's like the instruction you are giving, I'm not part of it. When we say everybody should stand, me, I'm not part. I'm sitting. Everybody lift your hand. Why should I lift my hand? I'm not part of it. That's a rebellious sedition. Resistant to instruction. Number two, they are opposed to instructions. Listen, this thing I'm teaching you, take it to your workplace. They oppose your work, your what? Instruction. You can give an instruction. When you give an instruction, they do the, the opposite. They don't do what you are telling them to do. Eh? Recently, I heard Bishop Dark saying that one of his bishops, he has derobed the bishop. Yes. The person was made the bishop. He said, bring my bishopric things. You have been reduced to an ordinary pastor. You are now an ordinary, you are no more a bishop. Because the instructions I have given you, you are not obeying the instructions. You are being rebellious. And I cannot keep a rebellious person around me and at a certain position. Yes. Yes. Rebellious. It's like, I, I think there was somebody who went and danced as a bunny or whatever and all those and they brought it uh, uh, on the fa- Facebook and code. That guy was put in guard room. And then they demoted him. They demoted him. There are th- listen, there are things you cannot do. There are things you cannot do. The bishop said, you cannot be a bishop again. You have been demoted. That's why I'm telling you that, you see, rebellion, eh? And disrespect for authority, eh? You, it will reduce you to nothing. And I'm sharing this because, you see, sometimes we can pray and pray and pray and pray. But we are going contrary. You see, if, if you pray and pray and pray and God is against you, where are you going to? If God be for you, who can be against you? But if God is against you, that's why I'm teaching you Things that God is against so that you, can, you will not go and hit your leg. Those of you who don't talk to your father, you don't smile to your father, you don't, when, when you go, you are kankpe, you are angry, you are uh, a botan rock of Gibraltar, I think I'm right, I'm whatever. Change the attitude. Amen. And let your heart be dissolved by hydrochloric acid. Yeah. Or sulfuric acid. Yeah. Sulfuric acid, H2SO4. Let it work on you. Yes, let it work on you. Let it dissolve the hard hearts. It won't take you anywhere. Amen? Amen. Are you learning something? It won't take you anywhere. When I heard the bishop say that, I said, hey, how can a person be around? Uh, 
you have been promoted to become a bishop in a place, and they say, say bring my car, bring my cross, bring my, bring, bring the, bring, bring, and they have some uh, coat they wear, say, bring my coat, bring my robe. You have been derobed. And sometimes you, you act in a certain way, and in the heart of your father, you have been derobed. I know somebody who said, the father said, you, your will, you are out. And you see, everybody, eh, everybody, if it's spiritually, eh, my spiritual will, you must be a partaker of it. Yes. And the spiritual grace upon my life, if you are in this church, you must be a partaker of it. Yeah. I know the anointings that I carry. The anointings from various men. And I know I am a partaker of the grace of God on their lives. Yeah. What's on their lives? And any time they meet me, Apostle General laid his hand on me. He said, Can the Lord bless you? The Lord increase you to oil on me. Let it come upon you this year. Get on, take, take, take the anointing. Take the anointing. The way I'm laying hand, that's the way he did to me. It's a the Just say, take it and take it and receive it. Your front and back. Front. I mean, hey! It's a blessing. Getting part of the spiritual inheritance. I was telling my people I went to, I said that the whole service. The mantle the man took, I'm the one he put on his, my head. He called, he went, he, after he was ministering, and all those things, he could have called his, his own biological self, could have called anybody. He just called me and then put it on my head. I didn't even ask that he should do anything. I just know that he put it on my head. And then, then he took it, then he poured oil on it. Poured oil and put it. And started making pronouncements. And I know I know what he has done in my life and for my life. You never see most of us as we are growing up, we turn our hearts against somebody who has been your father. And, you, and, and when life is being good and little for you and I get promotion, you look for another father. You look for somebody and say, This is now my father. This is now my mother. Even in the church, even some of you as you are in the church, somebody else is your father. And somebody else is your mother. When somebody sponsors you and gives you money or whatever gives you food, the person who gives you food and money or whatever has become your father. The person is only a conduit for a certain kind of blessing. He's not your father or your mother. Am I teaching something here? Teach it in your company. When you, are, you have a devotion, you teach that in this company, I'm the father. So I'm teaching you some things. So, number one, they are resistant to instruction. Number two, they are opposed to instructions. When they are given instruction, they oppose it. And that's the spirit of a devil. The devil in Genesis chapter 3, he went to the garden and opposed the voice of God. Number three, stubborn and rebellious sons dislike the person of their fathers. They dislike the person. Sometimes they enjoy the benefits of their father, but they dislike the person. Do you know that somebody can work for you but dislike you? He likes the blessing, the money you are giving to him. He likes the salary, likes the accommodation you are giving to him, but he doesn't like you. Every time he's speaking about you, you say, I'm born, you know. They are calling you Ko. 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 They have changed your name. Ko. They don't see you as a, as a blessing. They are giving you a nickname. Akwano Nebano. Efreo Akwano. Number, number four, 
stubborn and rebellious sons dislike the methods of the father. They, they, they don't like the method. Method. See, there's everybody, everybody and their method. Is that right? There are methods of doing things, even cooking. There are cooking methods. Eh? Antibiotics, you are whatever. Don't you have different methods of doing things? You're, when you are working on rice, different types of rice or eggs and things like that, don't you have different ways of doing things? And even soups and different stews. Don't you have different? Yeah. At least I know that you people have different whatever. So every woman, you know, depending on who you learned it from, you have a way of doing it. Or the effect you want to have. Is that not it? Uh-huh. But you see, a rebellious child, when as you are telling the person, they say, he doesn't like your method. He doesn't like your method. But you see, a beloved child will like it. This is the way my mother does it. This is the way my mother does it. That's the way my father. So I told you, I grew up unconsciously knowing that I comb my hair the way my father combs the hair. Yeah. And if you look at children, you see that children always imitate their parents. Yeah. So if you are in the church, eh? If you are in the church, and the way we do our things, you must do it. The way we even lead prayer. In this church, when we are leading prayer, one of the things we do is that we, as we are giving a prayer topic, we add scripture. So you must look for scripture. And then in order for the people to remember, because sometimes by the time you give the scripture, the people have forgotten the prayer topic. And to help them to be able to follow through with the scripture, we, we say something, a confession. And confession brings possession. So even the confession itself is a prayer. So you don't just give the scripture and then say pray. You say you as much as possible, you say, shall we say? Because it's a corporate prayer we are praying. It's a method, exactly. So don't say me, that is not my method. If you are in this house, it's, that must be your method. Are you understanding me? Yeah. You can go elsewhere and do that method, but if you are in this house, don't do a method different from this. Thing. You see Church of Pentecost, Church of Pentecost people, uh, pastors, hardly will wear any, a, a, any kind of other costume apart from their suits. No matter where, where everybody they are going with their time, they are for their suit to Hey, a Yemu, a Sumo, a Haimu, a Womu suit. Yeah, for, for ministration. For what? Ministration. Are you getting me? And I think I respect it. Because sometimes we can wear something and the attention of the people come to that thing more than the preaching we are preaching. So for me, sometimes it's even difficult for me to wear certain things when I'm coming to preach. You know, what I, so, so I just, because I don't want the attention to be on what I'm wearing, but attention to be on the God I am representing and what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I, I hope you're learning something here. Yeah. So when you go to a place, you say when you go to Rome, do what the Romans do. You see, years ago, eh, I went to a church. I was a very young preacher. In the Upper West Region, Tumu, the pastor gave me his pulpit to preach. They come from Southern Baptists. Southern Baptists people don't, they don't preach, in, uh, they don't speak in tongues. And then they don't clap their hands and things like that. Then, a zealous person, I remember very well, he's called Pastor Solo. Pastor Solomon. Huge man. When I was preaching, then he walked to me. He walked to me and said, Pastor, he said, Brother Kuban, having time told you, we don't clap, you, we, we don't clap our hands, and we don't speak in tongues and go. 
Look, the man almost beat me up in the church room. Oh, yes. If I was afraid, because there's a very well-built man who was coming, and I was very tiny. I think after six form, we gone on missions over there. The guy was coming to carry me up on the stage. Yes, he was very angry. And I knew that he had the right to beat me because I had not respected the method and the order. I had come from a crowd with my fire. Are you getting me? Uh-huh. You see, I had gone to one, there was one church, Sudan Interior Mission. The pastor is from Calvary Baptist, Accra here. So he was used to charismatism. Calvary Baptist is used to charismatism. So when I went to his church, when I was with him, he allowed me to operate. In fact, he wasn't even, when he came from, he went to Kumasi, when he came back, I, I prayed for Holy Ghost baptism for all his people and his wife. And they even said, ah, pastor, this thing is there. You have not taught us. So I was going to create another this thing for me, you know. But he, he was happy. But as for Pastor Solo, it is against their denominational belief and methodology. And I went there and I was trying to operate with my fire, with my youthfulness. And the man came to me like this. And I had to, I had to, I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. So, go by the methods. What I should have done was that if I thought there was something that they needed to know, I needed to speak to the pastor on the quiet. Because he's supposed to be the facilitator. And before I came, he was. And with the level of knowledge that they have, he has still sustained the church. So I'm not the one who is coming to be champion attack. So the man had the right to beat me well, well. But he, he, he was, yeah, 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 yeah. So when you come, when you get to any church, don't go and criticize the church. If you think that they are doing something which is not right, go and talk to the pastor on the quiet. Don't even talk to the associate pastor. Talk to the main person that say, I think this and this. Or when I was praying, I felt this and this. Even if there's a revelation about somebody, eh? Somebody picked a revelation about somebody in the church. He said, I want to come and see you about this thing. He didn't even go to the person because you are the covering and co. So that you know probably how to go. And I thought that was wisdom. Than to go and be spreading it and be saying this and this and this and that. So that people will show that challenge. You can see you have revelation. You don't have any revelation. Amen. Amen. Number number five. Rebellious son grow to dislike the ways of the father. Eh? They don't like number four, they don't like the method. Number five, they don't like what? The ways. Yeah. The ways of the father. (laughs) They don't like the ways of the father. A pastor told me this. The father, I think, had issue with the the mother, the guy's mother, and was trying to go and get some countryman, a wayside something. And the guy was not happy with the father. Fighting. There are things that fathers, you see, I've been telling you people that your mother can be a very good mother to you, but may be a bad wife to your father. Yes. And whilst he was fighting the father, things were not working out for him. In fact, they married for many years and they were still not having children. So one day, a certain man of God came and said, you, you have been rebellious to your father. You have an issue with your father. This, 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 this. So the guy left the country he was, came to Ghana to come and look for his father to beg him. It was after that that he had children. He started having children. 
The last time they came to my office, they, they had, I think within the space of six years, there was a fourth child in the womb. Yes. God started. What they didn't get. get a fourth child. They brought all the three children. Because I prayed. They used to drive me around in the country that I was talking about. They used to drive me and Cody. When I'm going to pray, they come and pick me. And I've been praying for them and things like that. So he came and he said, that, look at the testimony. What God has done. So father say, your, your, your wizard father. Eh? Your wizard father and your drunkard father. When he said, God bless you, you are blessed. I'm telling you, you are blessed because he represents God. His ways may be judged by God. His ways may be judged by God, but his authority is not judged by God. So when you see a father and a pastor, there's a chair he sits on. You see, this chair, you don't joke with this chair. The chair, you see, the, the authority is in the chair. So when a father, that's why when you go to homes, you see that most homes, you see the father of the house has a chair. So when you go to a house, don't just go and say, well, you sit down and you go and jump on it and sit in a chair. There's a chair <laughs> that the father sits on. So find out which chair they are giving to you. There's a chair. That chair carries a certain spiritual weight. The person can be doing even wrong things, but it carries a certain spiritual weight. Am I teaching you something here? Yes. See, we are having fasting and prayer, but you must have an understanding. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, after this, go and teach. Number six, stubborn and rebellious sons want a different profession from their fathers. So when we say, shall we all go and preach? Like one day, I said, let's go and preach. And the people stayed in the church. He said, yeah, we are not going. We are staying. Meanwhile, our broad bases out there. Lord have mercy on us. Number seven, stubborn and rebellious sons want a different lifestyle from their fathers. Different lifestyle. And we say, well, let's sleep in this kind of guest house. Say, we want a four-star hotel. Different lifestyle. Number eight. Stubborn and rebellious sons want to dress, act, and do everything differently from their father. They want to dress. Act. But you see, when you take Church of Pentecost, I'll be saying, since Makion Day, they've been dressing the same way. From their father. Even they are dancing. Have you seen the way Pentecost people dance? Eh? It's a white man kind of dance. Because white people, they don't know how to dance like, well, they, they, they don't have proper, you know, movements in them, rhythm. So you see, you, they go like this. Then they go like this. Yeah, it's a white, white man. And, and then the way they do their, their dance. Number nine, and the last one. Stubborn and rebellious sons are angry at correction. And need to be corrected for being angry at the correction. Write it fully. They are angry at correction and need and need to be corrected for being angry at the correction. This is a very important point. If I write it in capital so that the thing will come very powerfully. Stubborn and rebellious sons. Eh? are angry at correction. They are angry at being corrected. So when a child is there and is angry at being corrected, they need to be corrected for being angry at the correction. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Have you all written it? Yes. Let's say it together. Stubborn and rebellious sons are angry at correction and need to be corrected for being angry at their correction. 
We should have said one day, he punished one of his sons, beat one of his sons. And that son's face changed. Squeezed the face. And he brought and said, come here. And took his belts. Pulled the belts. And beat him again. He said, now organize your face. Yes. And I'm, I'm telling you, when you correct your children, their faces must be correct. If their faces change, you must make sure that their faces become correct. Correct the fa- change face. Yes. You know, sometimes some children, when you correct them, then they whole day, they have squeezed their faces and they are walking around. Mm, mm, mm. What, what do you mean? Change the face. Organize the face. If you, if you want to be here in this house, then let your face be. We, we didn't discipline you for nothing. So why have you put up that face? You see, the anger at the correction itself is a rebellion against the correction. Do you understand it? Yeah, it's a rebellion that don't talk about my matter. Don't, you see, this day, sir, I remember the Archbishop mentioning it. He said, this, you can't correct people. The moment you correct them, they get angry. The moment you correct them, they, they'll begin to malign you. They'll begin to say bad things about you. They'll go, they go all around. Don't talk about me. Don't talk about my, 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 my financial life. Don't talk about my marital life. Don't talk about my... I remember one of my spiritual sons. Eh? Somewhere in another part of the world. He was maltreating the wife. And I was told... And I could have said, well, how, how, why should we behave this way towards your child, your, your, your wife? After that, the guy dodged me. He won't get close. You whatever you call, he won't pick the call. You whatever, just because you are being rebellious at the correction. Angry at the correction so that you continue to go and maltreat somebody's daughter that you have carried to America. should you go and do that? Why should you do that? And your father is correct. And I was involved in the marriage. So if something is going wrong, I should correct it. When you wanted the wife, you came and talked to me. And I helped you to marry. And when you are fully and I have come in, you say, it is your life. But when you wanted the marriage, it is our life. There are many people like that. It is our marriage. It is our something. Then when the problem comes, it is that one. Uh, Charlie. And years later, he came again. And, and you know, they, they mess the whole thing up. I want to marry again and all those things. He said, I've come again. So how you have come again? First, I spoke with you. Did you listen to me? I was trying to reach you. You were not minding me. You shut off your phone, whatever. I send message, you won't respond. See, when you send people messages, they don't respond. There's so much they are telling you, which they have not opened their mouth to say, but they are telling you. Young ladies, if you have a, a, a guy who says, I'm interested in you, I'm interested in you, now later you call, he doesn't mind. You send message, he doesn't mind. He, he has already told you that, Charlie, forget. Because, ah, when afflicting sees life, it goes close to it. You are no more light. That's why the afflicted is not coming. But ladies and gentlemen, 
We have learned about the four types of sons eh? or children. Number one, prodigal sons. Prodigal sons, at the end of the day, they go back. Is that right? They throw away their pride and say, look, I made a mistake. Daddy, I still love you. And then they come and forgive me. Eh? And at least, quarter, quarter, you get some warm food to eat. You will eat pig feet. Pig food, eh? Yeah. Number two is elder son. Uh, the elder son stays in the house and does not sway off from what the father is saying. Is that right? Yeah. But sometimes the elder son is angry with the prodigal son. Uh, so elder son, when the prodigal son comes, you just love them and embrace them. Amen. Allow. Amen. And the prodigal son, too, when you come, don't come and say, hey, they didn't accept me. The way they greeted me, the way they know. You, you went away. You went away. Number three. Beloved what? Son. And the beloved son, he submits what? To authority. Is that right? That's whatever he's, he's told to do. And he does things which what? Eh? Hey! Beloved son. Eh? Which may not be even convenient. Is that right? Yeah. Obedient what? All what? Instructions. Yeah. That's a beloved son. All instructions. Yeah. Whether it makes sense or not. Whether it makes sense or not. There's a reason why your mother says, put the oil in first. Do this. Do the obedient son will do it. Obedient daughter will do it. He said, why should I put oil in? Are you wiser than your mother? There must be a reason. And oftentimes, they may not tell you to do something, but they may not tell you the reason. Amen? Amen. Like they tell us that when we are, when we are buffing, we shouldn't sing. Eh? And I realize that even sometimes when I'm buffing and not singing, I'm even opening my mouth more. I realize that the soap wants to enter my mouth. The, thing, the soap wants me to eat it. Or to drink it. How much more? So there's a wisdom in it. They may not tell us the reason why. Amen? Amen. And then finally, rebellious sons. Eh? And the rebellious sons, they, eh? they distance from their whatever. Yeah. Out of sight. They want to get close. You want to eh? Charlie, get close. Tell somebody, get close to daddy. Yeah. Call your father. Call your mother. Go and visit them. Whatever price you have to pay, pay the price to get close to a father. Pay the price. They may annoy you. Sometimes fathers can annoy. Is that right? You think they are doing something, they are, they are annoying. But see them as an embodiment of blessing. Don't take the annoyance for anything. Don't take them. They'll be talking. Just accept them. At the end of the day, this is a father. That's all. My father. My father. And flow with them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of way. I'm out of time. Amen. Have you been blessed by something? Yeah. Lift your hand and say, Father, make me an obedient son, a committed son, a dedicated son. As we fast and pray, let my life bring praise and glory unto your holy name. May I serve you in spirit and in truth in any way that I've been disobedient to my father created pain in the heart of a father figure in my life I ask 
for forgiveness. I pray God, I repent. Anything that I said negatively, I revoke it and I replace it with blessings. From today, Lord help me to turn my heart unto my Father so that I can receive the Father's blessings. In the name of Jesus, Lord, whatever I did, that caused my heavens to be closed. Forgive me. And now, may my heavens be open. Pour forth over my life. Uncommon blessing and your grace over my life. Make me also a good father and a good mother. In Jesus' name.